You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Modern Web. I'm your host, Jesse Tomshock, architect at This Dot. And today with me is Alyssa Nicole. Hello, how are you? I'm marvelous, darling. Excited to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. You have been traveling around the world, so I'm super excited for you to take the time and talk with us. We've, we're going to talk uh, native development in Maui. Uh, I'm going to complain a bunch about React Native. Mm-hmm, we're going to mm-hmm. talk web development, conferences you just came from, conferences you're going to, all that fun stuff. So for people who haven't tuned in to what mm-hmm. you've been up to, give us a an elevator pitch of yeah. you and what you're up to. Yeah. So... I am on the Twitters. I have an open DM. So if anyone that has like questions, wants to hang out and chat at Alyssa Nichol, hit me up. I am an Angular developer advocate um, and GDE. Uh, so Google developer expert. Many people on the other side, it's like the MVP program, but for Google, you know. Oh, is, yeah. Is how I explain. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> that is such a good metaphor because I'm like the GDE, like, yeah. oh, it's like the MVP. But, yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. And so I've been a part of the Angular community since, you know, V1 and the Angular JS days. And um, to my the dismay of my husband and friends, I will probably always be in the angular boat because i just love it i just freaking love it so but i've recently started as you forementioned uh getting into net and speaking at those conferences doing um like hybrid talks to deploy your javascript app anywhere using like a maui blazer hybrid app so definitely excited to talk about that but i work for progress and i get to represent kendo ui which is suite of components um for not only angular but Goodness, we've got Vue, React, and jQuery as well on that side of things, Whoa. not the .NET side. So, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> so the Kendo UI, I'm going to guess with the spread of like platforms, uh, like with components for all those, is the underlining for that usually in web components? Mm, or no. are they Although bespoke I... <laughs> for each one? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually was approached. It's, it's written in each framework or language because, of course, we do things on the C-sharp side of life. Um, for that. And so we have dev teams who like I, I work with that are just Angular devs and they just write our Angular components. Okay. Of course, there's like overarching architects and designers who are sure. trying to make sure we have feature parity or even, you know, component parity. But sometimes we have really, really unique, weird use cases like over on desktop or something. So that one might have a special feature that doesn't exist over in JavaScript world. So, um, but no, someone that came up to me, I was at NDC London I was, um, I gave a talk and I was working the booth and they came up to me and they're like, so like it's written in, you know, Angular or it's written in like React or whatever for that language. And I was like, yes. And they were like, isn't that a lot of work? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I don't, yes, but it it's is. definitely worth it. Cause I've, I've worked with wrappers around components before like, yes. for different frameworks and it is noticeable, um, not only the performance, but the developer experience. So yeah, that's, it is a lot of work. And that's but. really like, like I asked that question specifically for that is what I was yeah. getting at. Like the ones that are like web components use anywhere, but mm-hmm. like, then they are sort of like lightly wrapped up or lightly sort right. of sprinkled as opposed right. to like. Angular developers building Angular components and Vue right. developers. Like, they're distinctly different. There's a flavor, mm. a sort of like, mm, this isn't quite right. Yep. It, like it, nope, th- exactly. It, 
Yeah. yeah. And so, and obviously our Angular dev team is going to know like the ins and outs of the Angular framework and the best ways to write components for that framework. And it's the same for every, you know, whether it's a library or framework that we're building for. So I think, uh, I don't know, I'm really grateful that they're all written natively, I guess you could say. So yeah. Yeah. And so you've been talking at .NET conferences. I, I mean, know, it's been weird. <laughs> I'm super interested in like the... <laughs> The jive, the the feelings, the the like yeah. the, are they are the backend conferences cooler than the JavaScript conferences? Are they so like? So I have been to, I think two different big. I've been to NDC London, and all the NDC events are like bigger name in the .NET community. NDC Oslo, I have been told, is the one to be at. But okay. London was pretty big. It was about the same size and vibe, honestly, of NGConf. Have you been to? Okay. Uh, I, I usually do the React tours. Um, yeah. So. so it's different. Like when, when I mention that I'm a web dev or that I know JavaScript or maybe even like JavaScript, I do get this like gut reaction from many do they are they sort of shocked? Are they just like? Uh, yeah, I would say they physically back away from. Like me. we don't like, we don't say that out loud. Like, like uh... yeah, they were like, like I have a disease or something for liking JavaScript. No, it's it's hilarious. Um, I, they're few far between of someone who's like me who, um, likes both. Right, is interested in both sides of development. Um, but it's it's very it's very different. Like the vibe is different. I would say from JavaScript, and it's not bad. Um, and there's a lot of just really like, it's why I was attracted to this industry in the first place is just like intelligence across the board, you know, just like really smart people where you're yeah. like, Oh, I see you. I see, you know, you might see be what working. You're doing. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Like, you might be working whoa. with service buses, but you know, you're still doing some cool stuff, right? Like I'm not going to judge you for being <laughs> on the back end. So, um, but it's, it's just, um, it's been hard though, because I feel like I have like my groove in the Angular community where I know, I would say like 95% of the people, like the main, you know, people who keep coming back, big names in the community. And so it's weird to go from like being very comfortable to being the new person <laughs> again, yeah. where I not only am like, what's this C-sharp business about, right? So I'm new to the language, but then also the entire ecosystem and all the people. So it's been honestly really cool. Um, I've made some really like tight friends uh Layla Porter is one shout out to her she's like embraced me in the women of .NET community and really kind of like guided me of like this is the the language and how you should learn it and she's yep. kind of here's, helped me here's the ins and outs and here's the culture yep. and here's the etiquette and exactly because there is there is a different etiquette um there is. even things like so I organize a conference for progress I organized it last year as my first year and then this year will be year number two called DevReach and we have ironically enough this two-sided of a javascript track and a .NET track as well and so oh interesting it's, it's bringing both this kind of polyglot conference bringing both worlds together and it's so funny i i did um i tried to do like 45 minute time slots of speaking because because i got people who speakers who came to me and they were like i can't do that and i was like why can't you do that and they're like that's way too long and that was the JavaScript person. And I also got the same thing. I kid you not, the same day. 45 minutes. How would you? Can't, how, you can't expect can't, me to cram my talk into I that. I cannot fit my content into less than an hour. And <laughs> I, I was just like, 
like the, the, you know, the, it's just so um, misaligned sometimes and, and the expectations even I think from the audience and then, you know, like that has been built from that culture. And so it's fascinating to me. And I, I do wonder, cause you know, for things like that, I'm like, why is that? Why, why is .NET so different? And I think um, my friends say, well, there, there's a lot more complexities to explain to certain pieces in the back end that it's like just impossible like if you wanted to touch all of the things yeah but then I also think like I don't know as a speaker I've been forced to like I've got a solid 20 minute talk and they're like great we want you to give it in five minutes and I've been forced to actually be like shoehorn that lightning you're like okay yeah. lightning here we go ready web blah, blah 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 and I'm done yeah right well and it makes you honestly pick out okay if they can only walk away with one thing and I feel like there's like people who've been around in the .NET community and industry who've never been forced to like shoehorn. So they never, they just like used to feeling that much. Time, Everything right? is important. Yeah. It's funny when you say 45 minute talk, my initial <laughs> emotional reaction was, Oh shit, that is a long talk. I'm like, Oh, 45 minutes. Like, okay, I'm going to need to pad some slides. I'm going to yeah. need to like, maybe I could talk about mm -hmm. this for like an extra bit. And then it occurs to me that I used to go to, uh, Apple uh, WWDC mm. back in the day before Swift when it was still Objective C, and I would sit through ninety minute sessions 90 minutes. Yep. all day, yeah, like one yes. after the next, and it was totally normal. You were like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, okay, no, that's amazing. They have like these conferences. They will call them workshops, but they're not workshops because it's during the conference and it's in it's in the same track as everything else. And they'll be like two hours. And so you either have a one hour session, which is was my session, or a two hour session. And I'm just like, this is normal for these people. Like you're just gonna go sit down. Can you imagine say, like anybody from like a re like a, at a React conference being like, Okay, there's a two hour talk going on in that room? <laughs> Nobody would go. Everyone actually what? I think everyone would show up at the end to be like, Who is still here? How did you talk for two hours? You're like, You mean a workshop? And they're like, No, it's a talk. And you're like no. Oh no, it's two hours. It must be a workshop. It has to be a workshop. It's got to be a workshop. Yeah. So it's fascinating. Um, it's been, I don't know, it's stretched me as a speaker to like be comfortable, not only with like, you know, because I, this, I have a talk right now called deploying your JavaScript apps with Maui Blazor hybrid. And I'm, I think I have a cleaner version of that, but that is what the heart of it is. And many people are like, hour, can you do it for an hour? And I'm like, I can try, I can try for an hour. So Man, that, uh, how many bottles of water do you need? Like, <laughs> you're gonna need, it's like a road trip. I'm gonna need a coffee and a water and some beef jerky and a you bag know, of chips and like you know some skittles. What prepped me for it because before I'm right there with you. I would have been like, heck no, there's no way. Streaming, like getting oh, during yeah. COVID, getting into streaming because streaming was like my worst nightmare at the time. My boss was like, we want to start a Twitch channel, and so we have a Code It Live Twitch channel where all the DevRels get on and do a show and like whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, bi whatever, they get on and they just do their thing. And it was absolutely terrifying because I was like, great, people get to watch me live code on a regular oh. basis. Yeah, it sounds like just disgusting. With, but like, like on the <laughs> off the cuff, like this isn't yeah. prepped, like you're not spending like yeah. half a day well, I mean, you, preparing you or can't, a week preparing. You can't because if you're going to do one, two, sometimes three shows a week, you don't have time what, to prep yeah, and record so and sometimes really it's like live sometimes it turns into like four hours of just live coding, right yeah and so i got comfortable like just being just hella hella uncomfortable in front of people and so that's why whenever you know now my boss is like oh what about this dot net conference and i'm like you're like yolo i'm in let's do it 
what what could happen what could happen right i i went to my very first one in poland here i will tell you what can happen people can be people can be really um not mean uh abrupt uh to the abrasive point. uh that mm, yeah where they like just say it like it is and you're like oh my that's okay. that was that's that an was opinion honest. and that's yeah that's something sure they have have you seen this at conference at any javascript conference is this the one where they're like uh it's not really a question as much as a comment <laughs> yeah i i have okay, seen well, that i've seen the audience tell them to sit down oh what yeah what how where they're like, like um uh it's not really a question more of a comment and somebody else in the audience was like nope sit down dude nobody wants to hear your opinion and he was like okay thanks what the heck like self self-policing conference people wow. are like uh-uh, i don't want to hear it i don't yeah like neither does the person on stage just yeah because they're yeah. just gonna be like great thanks for <laughs> that so ndc does the bucket system with cards so when you walk out you put a red card a yellow card or a green card in the bucket based on if you thought the tug was awesome or stuff. Oh, okay. For like a sampling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you seen this? No, have I have not seen this? seen this. Is is this just a back end thing? This is cool. I like this bucket idea. I <laughs> do you do you? I mean, mm. I got I got two yellows, and I also had two people leave within the first ten minutes, and I think it was because I was talking about JavaScript. Because I tell you, I swear to you, like we all laugh at it, but there are quite a few back end people who are like, I can't deal with JavaScript right now. Or ever. yeah. <laughs> yes very 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 familiar with the anti-javascript so i don't know there's some interesting like takeaways of like oh like like is there feedback now, stickers and things, are there but... comments on the colored cards or is it just a color card that says meh that's the rough part because the one in poland they actually had a free form field input field and you got as is a that... speaker after the conference just this excel spreadsheet of just comments like mm. just anonymous i'm not sure i, I just asked <laughs> if there were comments and now i want to slowly back away i'm not sure that i want to would you no. did you print it out and then just shred it to oh like, like emotionally cleanse yourself and be like was that was like, that was good my husband was like honey these are mostly i think it was like right when i got flovid or something the flu covid combo oh, and i yeah, was like reading through this excel sheet and i'm like couldn't breathe anyways and he was like these are like 90 percent positive and he's like, that's amazing. And I'm like, but this one guy. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if it's like I once had a speaking coach and she said, Alyssa, you got to stop watching yourself. And I'm like, excuse me. And she was like, it's like actually hurting you. You're getting in your head. And she was like, yeah. do not watch your recordings. She's like, do better next time. <laughs> and we're done here. Yeah. Okay. So, but no, honestly, I, they've been very welcoming, a uh, lot of weird things like culture things to get used to, but I, uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been having a blast. And even if what I'm doing is I'm really excited to talk to you about native because what I've been doing, I don't know if it's mm, PC mm, kosher, like I'm using this technology to, to like deploy to these different platforms, but like, yeah, nobody told me I could. So, hmm. <laughs> Like, as long as no one has told you you can't, can't? Okay. I feel like okay. we're in business here. Okay. Is that this is how we base our uh, <laughs> coding decisions? Yes. As long as no one has explicitly written it down as don't do this. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Then I find that it's totally agreeable. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, like I take, you know, the, uh, the toddler approach of like, well, you didn't tell me I couldn't mm -hmm. specifically. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and tell you until we have like a, a, a conflict. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So question I had, I'm doing this where I've got this Maui blazer hybrid app and it's this like multi-platform deployment option that .NET has and I'm using it. It has a blazer web view inside it. I'm hijacking that web view and using it to serve my JavaScript app. So it could be a react app, angular app, raw JavaScript, whatever. Brilliant. Because I have the built JavaScript app and I shove it inside that web view. It renders it and it just functions. Runs nor Yeah. Runs locally. I and there was quite a few people in the very beginning of me doing this that they were like, why though? Oh. And so I know <laughs> they were like, why are you doing this? And I was like, well, it's cool and I can. But then I learned you can do interop because .NET has these like accessors to hardware, for instance, like to access your file system or your camera or your compass or et cetera, et cetera. And so I started learning how to basically make the JavaScript side talk to the .NET side and like display things or use things um, in the application from the hardware. And so um, I thought that was like really freaking cool. But I recently had, um, I got, I was trying to deploy with my My Little Pony application and I got told by the app store that I don't own Hasbro rights, which I'm like, what? Yeah, who, who, who owns Hasbro rights? Come on, let's be I honest. Did, I did request to Hasbro to be able to use the my little ponies in a demo but their lawyer like oh. auto reply was like it could be up to nine months and i was like who has a nine month reply policy for ponies like <laughs> hey ponies are important man hey i, feel like I like applejack as much applejack is easily my favorite really where are you from where do you live phoenix phoenix <laughs> rainbow dash is all right applejack is kind of my favorite my mom recently got me her. Yo! Pinkie Pie is my girl, man. Oh, like, that's she's my good. spirit animal in my heart. But um, so I, anyways, I have yet to deploy my demo app because I'm trying to get away from copyrights. But mm. um, is it possible? Like, so you need something like done... my little bronies? <laughs> so I need to, I need to be like, mm, it's not really ponies. Look away, right? Yeah. But I'm wondering, I was told that I'm actually probably going to get flagged because of my interop and i was wondering if you've done anything like this no uh, i don't think you're gonna have a flag for your interop so i've shipped uh a f several like react native apps that run interop and i've shipped uh like capacitor js apps which just run in the web view and then i write swift and run that same interop bridge so like because oh, you're giving awesome. them just the bundle and like they're just going to run it through the screener for private apis which as long as your bridge isn't like digging into stuff you shouldn't be using you're totally fine there's like public uh like file system stuff that you shouldn't be touching that's like only available in like raw objective c stuff on mac os and stuff so like unless you're really like swizzling into stuff you'd be totally fine like okay. there because okay. i've shipped like the one you usually get is like this is just a website wrapped as a as an application and that's like if you try and do like a jquery mobile thing where you're just shitty beeping like a blank website and just taking out like a pwa like if you try and take a pwa track and bundle it you'll mm -hmm. get hit with a website wrapper but the uh, interop stuff yeah. is never is never a concern okay because i thought they would be like you're accessing like the camera without I don't know, doing it the swift way. I don't yeah. I don't know if, there is. Uh, if there are usually, you might need plist permissions. Oh yeah. You but do. if you've already, if you've already run those through to get interop yeah. access, those yeah. are it. Those are exact. Those are all oh, they're okay. going to look at is that plist file and be like, what do you really, gotcha. what do you want access to? Does your plist match what you're actually using? What you're actually using. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, okay. you're using geolocation, but 
I see you haven't P-listed it and you're assuming you have access to it. That's a no-no. Mm, that gotcha. sort of stuff. Those are the things you'll get flagged for. And you, you told me earlier, what's your stack again for native right now? You're using. So I'm using Tori right now. T-A-U-R-I. Tori.app. Uh, and the reason is I am trying to like, you know, Macedon has picked up a lot. Mobile apps are huge, but I need just something simple on my desktop because this is where I spend all my day. And, yeah. you know, yeah. Elk is in view and they've got a really nice PWA. Uh, so shout out to Elk.Zone. Nice. But I need something to just compose and keep track of dra like drafts, like micro, like literal micro blogging for Mastodon. And okay. I was like, oh, I'll do this in, in a desktop app. And my yeah. usual stack is React Native, but Tori is like a Rust backend and then like a web view on top of that. And then it has all those interops built into it. And it uses the web view, then your platform web view. So on Mac, it's going to use uh, WebKit. And on mm -hmm. Linux, it's going to use uh, Chromium. And on Windows, it's going to use Edge's Blink. Is that okay. what Edge is using these days? Blink? Like whatever is shipped with the OS. Oh. And so it's wait. Electron-esque. Is it better, though? Is it more performant? So it's Electron-esque, but there's no, com like, it's not shipping with a v compiled V8. There's no node. You know, There's no node in it. So you literally do a, a static client and Rust underneath for any sort of interop okay which is this interesting paradigm if you if you have been in the js space for so long that you're like everything runs server client and then you get over here and you're like shit i don't have node which is this weird like oh i'll just access this oh crap that doesn't work oh maybe i'll try that no that doesn't work yeah. and it's been like 37 oh shit that's not there yes yes <laughs> which is yeah have you been going through this where you're just like oh i need to nope uh-huh mm. Yeah, well, and especially because it's I'm in this weird world where I like I'm developing in the JavaScript side, anticipating this API to be here, but until it's bundled and shoved into the .NET app, I don't actually get to test it, and so I'm just like, this will work. Sure. <laughs> Build. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be a better way to do this, but this is the way I'm doing it. So. <laughs> yeah. Tori, you might want to check out Tori. So they've got a nice dev mode where it, it opens up the interop and allows the Rust to uh, recompile on the fly oh, on nice. changes. So it's doing a file system watch and it will serve up changes. It'll swap out your static bundle on your JavaScript on JavaScript changes. And wow, when you change the bridge, it rebuilds that. So um, that's really, that could really give quick. you some good ideas on how, like, how to tap into your Blazor uh, mm -hmm. Maui sort of instance. Do you have, this was a question I was asked recently of like, what side to do the actual like logic from these things? Because you could do it on the .NET side if you really wanted to and pass back the bits that you needed to the JavaScript side, or you could just pass the access back to the JavaScript side, but do yeah. all of it. Like, do you have a personal opinion on where this belongs? So my tipping point has been like the rule of thumb that I've used for React Native for many years and and now in this desktop environment is to do basic logic and anything that I need on JavaScript. Okay. And as soon as I need to leverage the bridge, like as soon as something as soon as I go over, you stay put. So it's like if you need to like uh so in my instance I've got like SQLite and the Rust does all the fetch and get and stuff for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I make a, a get request or like a get list to Rust, it, 
I expect Russ to do everything over there and then give back just what I have asked for, like in a like a server client relationship. Yeah. Um, okay. As a, and then if once I've got the stuff, if I need to like keep a, a list in memory or like iterate or like check a box or like filter, I'll do that over here in this side. So I, I try and keep like client server model in my head, like because yeah. the round trip can be expensive. Yeah, quote expensive, you know, but like how, like it's, it's like literally right there. So it's a matter of like, yeah, you know, I like that though. That's, I I like this model. Is this like a, has this already been answered in some other world? And I'm like, just stumbling into this paradigm of like, where does it belong? No, (laughs) because absolutely not. So I have come across apps that will do 100% on the back end. Everything right down and it like the the modeling, the view or the modeling, the controllers, the logic, everything is down the back. I think it's more comfortable for that project, more comfortable Uh, for that team. And the view is literally just dumb, dumb views that present data. And that's all they do. Mm -hmm. Like you click a button, that button click action invokes backend calls. Mm -hmm. Like it is literally just this is a view and that's all I want it to do. And that's okay. If, if the team is a Rust team and, and you are just sent shoveling all that stuff or your team is a .NET team and you're just shoveling all that stuff back. Great. No, yeah. No, so be it. Okay. Um, you are know, you I like, like hella comfortable on all the, the sides, all the stacks? Uh, I very comfortable in JavaScript, very comfortable in objective C and like, I will stumble my way through other languages. Um, so as, you as never you made have, like a hardcore jump over to Swift? <laughs> man, so I did a couple. So for those of you who follow the Swift journey, Swift came out and we were like, oh shit, this is amazing. I was still doing native development and it was like, okay, this is great. I love everything about it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Swift mm-hmm. three. So we're like, we're into it about three years. And they're like, okay, we're going to make some changes and you're going to have to mostly rewrite all the Swift you've done the last two years. And I, I like looked around and I was like, are you kidding me? Was everyone cool with it? <laughs> Apple just sort of tells you this is what you're going to do and you just sort of have to swallow it. So and did, so, what, was I, it so like I moved to React. Different? Like you were like, this is a totally. No, it was semantically sugary different, but like no. you would get all these deprecation warnings and like yeah, yeah, things, yeah. new things you wanted to use had to be reworked this way to use their like prototype and like their, their model. Like, and so I was like, hey, what's that? Is that React Native over there? What's that over there? Maybe I'll just go over here. Is React Native pretty cool? I love React Native. You get yeah. like you get some you get the Does markup. Does one have to love React in order to love React Native? <laughs> Are they pretty? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, okay. they, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. This, this is why my application, my desktop application is not in React Native because I'm I'm sort of well, we're just going to get real spicy here. I've soured on React in the last yeah. couple of years yeah. as like hooks and memoization and like callbacks. It's like if I wanted callbacks and memoization, I would have just been a .NET or I would have been a Java developer. Like, why do I care yeah. about this? Yeah. Like, it's not making it any faster. Like, why am I doing the framework job? I was like, what the uh, hell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, so is Felt your true love now? I, I am enjoying Solid JS and Solid. Svelte. Okay. Uh, what I really like is how close it is to the DOM and like the platform and not this like virtual abstraction of magic. Like when I started doing React and like teaching React, we yeah. would start with Re- React create element and you mm-hmm. would stick it on a, on a, on a 
.html file okay. in a script tag. And you'd be like, okay, yeah. now we're making elements. And then we would build on this until we had classes. And people okay. are like, oh, this, this totally makes sense. Now it's like, uh, it's a React app. And people are like, does it make HTML? And you're like, eh, I think so. Does it make HTML? I don't know. We shove our CSS in it. We shove our uh, HTML is what yeah. comes out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. No, I, I came over, I rolled over to my husband's desk. He said, help me debug this. He was working on an animation that he couldn't get the timing right for. And I go, show me the animation. And he was like, you're looking at it. And I said, this is JavaScript. He goes, it's a JSX file, honey. And I go, <laughs> this reaction did you just like slowly roll away i was like this i don't know if i can get past this to help you but okay as much as i despise like the semantics of react right now the jsx i feel comfortable like i'm totally fine with because it's like i look at svelte and i think like there is these i've got curly braces and like a a pound if or like a v dash if and like is that more helpful than just javascript like because i'm just like yeah <laughs> or like an ng if i'm just like really like we're just okay. making up tags yeah we we do we do have quite a few of our own little and it's like directions. well you it's like you can't if or you can't iterate in a jsx file and it's like well you put the brackets and then you just map or like it's just inside there it's just javascript like it's a clean vocab of like what okay. do you get basic javascript yeah. okay it has to return. It can't be a statement. It, it's got to give you a value back. Like it has to evaluate to something. So Svelte, you're saying both Svelte and Solid are closer to the DOM and they're less like. So, uh, yeah. So there's there's no virtual DOM. So like uh, SolidJS actually uses JSX and has some sort of react type look to it. Was it written um, by React peeps or where? What did it no, it came it? from uh, Ryan um who i feel like has going went down the journey that i'm sort of experiencing where he's like dude i've had it and he ended up you know spelt was still like oh tags and ifs and things like that um Mm -hmm. but they're reactive in the sense that they're using the dom to hold the state and not keep it in virtual memory so like when you know we have these uh react events that may or may not be a real DOM event. Actually, none of them are real DOM events because we're like working over here. And it's like, are you an event? You know, you really learn this when you have to TypeScript it and you're like, are you a real event? No, you're this fake bullshit event. What kind of a bullshit event? Uh, I don't know, a click. And you're just like, oh my God, how many layers just before I get to click? And you're I'm just like- you've you've like TypeScripted because I know quite a few like React people with React backgrounds that still yeah. haven't like, is was that because you want- why do you have TypeScript? So uh, several years ago, uh, I had another like identity crisis. Um, <laughs> and that led you to TypeScript? Well, so I went with Elm. I went full Elm. Oh, like no, I literally took a full left. No, you did not. <laughs> I had a podcast called JS to Elm. And for yeah. years, for every, for like two and a half years, every week I would sit down and pound away at Elm and try and understand category theory and why I'm not smart enough to know how to do this. Wait. And I went wait. to Elm Conf and aired Elm in St. Louis and Elm in the spring in Chicago. And like, I was in it. I was there for wow. it. I Thank actually you. had my very first introduction to Elm was this man. He walked up to me at a conference. I just got off the stage 
and there was a line of people and he was in the line and he came up and he goes, have you heard the good news? And I was like, <laughs> are you about Jesus? And he was like, about Elm. <laughs> not. Have you heard the good news about news? Elm? And he <sighs> preached at me about functional programming. And I was like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> Were you just looking around for like, help? what? Anybody? Help. And that I never, honestly, I hadn't heard the good news about Elm. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, so what? you're not doing it anymore. What happened? No. Uh, <laughs> so, so Evan uh, Skoplitsky, uh the creator of Elm. Did you just uh, make up that last name? I have never been able to say his name, so uh, it was a it was a running joke for many many months. Where it's like Evan Gablitsky, Evan Shablitsky, Evan Shapudalitsky. Uh So he was hired by a company, No Red Ink, to sort of maintain Elm, and they they sort of stewarded the language. It it's not active in the sense that they haven't released Elm code or updates in like four years. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. So oh. it's. They would tell you that it was it's done, but it's a. F I feel my thoughts are it's essentially abandoned. Okay. Okay. Can you uh, question? Is it possible to be done in our line of work? <laughs> is that a thing? No. Uh, I guess it's like, like a done. It's like a walking corpse. Okay. Because like the repos okay. exist, and you can open issues. There isn't anybody on the other side. Wow. And does everybody know there's nobody on the other side or is this well, like a hush-hush situation? <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, well, he's not transferring the repo. He's not working on the repo. He's moved on to something else. You cannot make changes. Uh, it's not open for like you can fork it and be on your own. But the like nobody has taken up that like, you know, sometimes yeah. groups will come in and be like, oh, we have the fork and the, they get the yeah, sort of popular movement behind them yeah. and they sort of move in this direction. And that hasn't happened. Everyone who was on Elm is just running in their current state of Elm. And like, I had no idea. Is there another contester in the same realm as Elm or there was really. pure script, which was uh, of the same idea, which okay. is, like a functional paradigm for web development. I am so impressed with you. Like you went all the way, man. I I, I wanted the functional. I was in for the functional Kool-Aid and I thought this has to be a better way. And most of it was born just out of sheer frustration of like, I'm so tired of trying to like test and like find these components and stack these together. And like we'd yeah. moved away from Redux, which was super I love Redux because it's like, where does data go? It goes that way. <laughs> and that that's the answer like you know where everything is it's that way <laughs> and now it's like well we have context now and i was like cool where's your context and people are like i don't fucking know oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's like magic it's just like where is it it's everywhere nowhere jesse your context is all around us it's but like, that's that was out. one of the reasons why i was like why would i ever leave when people look at me weird for no. just being in love with angular but like there's a See, lot I'm super envious that you were like enjoying your plat, like your platform and language, because like I'm, I'm so salty about mine, and I can't <laughs> find a better one. It's just like, mm. well, and there are quite a few people who are like, "Wow, do you see how verbose it is?" And I'm like, "It is beautiful." Yeah, it's very, yeah, <laughs> it's verbose know. because it's easy to read. It's not like this like inherent like, <laughs> oh, it should be more abstract. Like you're uh... you're leaking too many details and blah blah blah. I also like, love the amount of like the community, the amount of people 
like the level of like like the knowledge base I guess there's quite a few people who are like it's very rare that I'm like the first person to try to do something you know yeah. what I mean like that's like uh and I the, love that the exploring of, like, and the sort of the bounds of it have really pushed because it's so uh mature yeah yeah, yeah. in reaction you, then we've decided like we're gonna go to like you know how like dot net's like Mm, they call themselves mature. They call us childish. Do you uh, think, like, rightfully so. I mean, .NET's been around since like the nineties. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna end up like them? Where like one day we're like, you know, old and curmudgeon, bitter. bitter. <laughs> Did <you say laughs> old and bitter. You're like, I'm young and bitter. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wonder if like. Because there's so many people I was doing. I run a stream for Sasha Grief whenever he does the state of JavaScript survey. Yeah, yeah. Bring people on. We'll talk about like, the state of things, where we see things going. And there's always somebody who's like, yeah, we're, we're reaching it. You know, like it, whatever it is. Right. And I'm like, there's no way. Um, like, there's no way. It has got to be so far out because I feel like a framework or a language like the .NET ecosystem, like, I feel like once so you reach mature. like, yeah, like I'm like, man, well, I feel like we got another 10 years before it is even close. But is that just me? Do you think we're close? I don't. So I don't think we're anywhere near close. Okay. I also think as a JavaScript community and a, and a web platform community, like we don't have the attention span to hold long enough to mature. Like we just spent, I don't know how many years, like going yeah. full spa only to realize that servers have a purpose. Oh and my God. And now we're like, well, serverless is great. And you're like, dude, sir, yeah, fuck. Now it's like, so like in the Angular community, like SSR and like being able to like, like that's like the next big step whenever they did these changes to our rendering engine, what it was yeah. headed towards. And I don't know how they saw it. Like, cause it was like three years back when they were like, we've got to change our rendering engine. Yeah. But like it is, it's where it's headed. And it's so funny. It's like a pendulum, I guess it just. And see, I think in JavaScript, we can't, we overcorrect so hard oh, yeah. that I don't yeah. think that we're going to hit this for, you know, and the, and the, I don't think we're going to hit this for such a long time, mm. if ever, based on like our if current. ever? My man. Just, Come on, my guy. About, so like your .NET shipping is, a, is like, you know, Blazor is, is, you know, everything runs on the server and it, it the output is windows apps and web views and so think about like the platforms that they sit on like os platforms you've got windows linux and mac right those are pretty stable they've been around decades yes. but the the browser space is constantly in threat you know every 15 15 years it goes through this like thrashing stage and like I, we've got to recalibrate again. So I think as soon, if we sort out our lives, the platform's going to move right out from underneath us. And like Chrome is going to be like depreciated. <laughs> Safari is like the new Internet Explorer. You can barely get this stuff on iOS Safari. And like okay. now, we've got so many other like cooks in the kitchen. Too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. That's JavaScript's problem. I see. I just assumed the cooks would start dying off or something. I don't oh, know. God. No, they just bring in their kids. I don't even know. There's so, <laughs> so many people in this kitchen. Just bring in their kids. Oh, I love it. I'm sorry, I I turned it around on interview for you and your personal opinions, but I really wanted to know. So, and I know the audience wants to know too. So. Yes, I'm sure they're they, they've been pining for this deep thought into into my like spiritual journey of functional programming. It does hearten my soul though, because I'm like, 
okay, good. I don't have to go learn that. I no, no. I can tell everyone right now. I have the Haskell book, and okay. it is not helpful. Is that- <laughs> it like literally is not helpful. It has not made me a better person or programmer. It just makes me angry and frustrated. Because to me, I feel like it would make me a better person if I learned it. Like that's the vibe that those people give yeah. off of like yeah. of like prestige and knowledge and no it's just frustrating and it's it just angers you and you're just oh. like this is very terse and like oh academic and like yeah okay okay well I'm I I feel like at least the people I've met on the net side have like you know been like yeah we're, we're good we don't really fun- yeah. functional sure whatever like f sharp okay hi fun- like functional whatever yeah f sharp that's cute and so it's really good to know I'm not missing it. My FOMO can be at rest oh, now. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, dial it down a little bit dial if you've got you. If you're like, wow, should I be exploring these like functional approaches and category theories? And like, I have a category book, and it, dude, it's just hard read. It's just hard to read. Well, there are those people though, even in the Angular community, who are like, we should look into function. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, to, I don't yeah. know. To like what but, purpose? Yeah, I know. Well, I and I think that's the thing. Are we truly like if we just made the switch? Um, is there big ben- big benefits for this switch? I don't. I I don't. I'm I'm not seeing any. Like, there's no okay. user benefits. There's no bundle size benefits. There's no speed benefits. Like, readability benefits are low. Like, okay. uh, I, I think it's just what what you like and what you're there. used to. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like that's what surprises me because with things like this I always anticipate like I'm missing the golden egg the you thing. know what I mean like I just don't see it everyone else who's smarter than me sees the egg and yeah. I'm just gonna find the egg at some point once like I learn the cake it. the egg is a lie the egg is a lie <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, okay so, so if I've you're staying in yeah so if you're staying in .NET Mm-hmm. Tell me what Maui, so I know .NET, uh, I used to have server admins, like some IIS servers back in the day, Ooh. but like, an, an, uh, yeah. Was that not, fun? No, it was oh. miserable. Oh, it sounds cool. You sound so like legit there. Oh, okay. well, was that like, yeah. Oh, uh, it was like copy. It was like IIS is like path based. So it's like they would give you the version and you would take the little folder on your on your windows server and like drop it in here and like restart the server and it would be like oh here's my new path um if you saw it you'd be like seriously that sounds fun i don't know (laughs) copy it to your desktop in case you break it (laughs) yeah yeah same right no (laughs) so what is i know blazer is like the the Okay, walk me through what Blazor is because yeah. I want us to the web assembly part of .NET, but that's not right. Yeah. What yeah, is Blazor? Maybe. What is Maui? Yes. So Blazor <laughs> is like the .NET developer's excuse to not touch JavaScript. Okay, um, brilliant. I love everything about it. <laughs> so you, instead of like HTML, you're writing in Razor files. Ooh, fancy. Shasha. Yeah, I mean, and then you're exactly right with the... Maybe that's why they don't like us, is because when they talk about their Razor, like, when they create files, I just mock them about it. And they're yeah. like, maybe that's why they don't like JavaScript developers, because I'm over no, here like, goes, ooh, Razor! It, it goes so much deeper than that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, physical, I mean, I'm not kidding you. People will, like, I would mention JavaScript, and they would take a step Ugh. back away from me, and I was always just amazed. Like, like they would catch it? Yep. Like it was no, she's got the JavaScript on her. 
Well, and I, I even had, it was so funny. There was, it was a police officer who worked for the Academy, but he was also like in charge of like the software for the police in London. And he was having this argument with me about like, no, we can't use JavaScript stuff. because it's I don't know why. Yes. And I was like, it's like, it's like can you? can you he goes the, the, the public they just don't trust javascript and i'm like the the public okay I'm, i was like we, we put javascript on mars I was, like, <laughs> is that safe enough hey god hey god he goes so yeah our any like browsers and any tools we use we can't use javascript and i was like i, I said wait you have like a, a whole setup that's completely i was like what is it running wasm like and he like kid you not and i don't know maybe i just push people too far i don't know he just looks at me and then does a 180 and walks away. He didn't say a word to me. He He's just like, uh, if you don't know, I cannot explain it to you. It's like, like, how do you use a browser without JavaScript? Like, what are your buttons clicking on? Like, do you have buttons? That was my question. My husband's theory is that I threatened his, his, his like, his, like, core beliefs. Yeah. And he just couldn't take it. But I don't know. I've never had someone, like, walk away mid-conversation. I must have gone too far. <laughs> so, yes, Blazor is, like the way to do web in .NET without having to ever touch JavaScript. Um, and it has its own little Blazor web view. Now, okay. Does it do we... live render like uh, Elixir's uh, live view? Is it sending events out on a WebSocket back to the server for stateful changes and shipping the diff back? Or is it, just, no. or is it really more Ruby on Rails style where we're like temping events? Absolutely no idea. Um, and like I, because I only use it for the web view okay. that it provides. Um, let me show you because we can. I know some. Maybe you can help me parse. Oh, Blazor! So here she is in all her glory. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yes. So the power of .NET and C Sharp to build full stack web apps, right? Without um, writing a line of JavaScript. I love that. Like no idea that was in the docs. Like I had. It's no like. Idea. The touting feature for these, this must be part of it. Because if you go to Elixir, early, like Phoenix says the same thing. The power of li like do a Phoenix live view. Let's do it. Phoenix, Phoenix live yeah, view. And it will be like interactive. Xbox. Uh, wait, did I click the wrong one? Guys. Oh, uh, nope. This is it. There it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, right there. Uh, it's like. Uh, moving parts community Please. without JavaScript. Fewer lines. So this is the same thing? Is this? So this is like the back end, and then you ship, like, so you write this little template. Uh, if you scroll down a little bit, it, like, does the install. Okay. And then, it like, has all these things. Oh, and then, like, okay. Uh, reusable compiler built in. No. Oh, they used to have, like, it used to say, like, no JavaScript needed. What okay, so hang on, question. Who's writing Phoenix? Is this dot netty or is this just so anybody? This, uh this is in uh Erlang. This is in a different language. Mm. But it has the same sort of vibe uh, yeah. of like we're a server rendering, but no JavaScript. None. I am really so I would love run anywhere, productive web So is it, it it encapsulates the web view, so it ships with its own okay. Hybrid, this is super cool. It's so the, I really Blazor's not it's not bad. Like honestly, if I didn't love Angular so much, I'd probably get more into it. It's not widely accepted, going to be real honest. A lot of people in the .net community um are hateful to new things because 
I guess wary maybe is a better wary. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a lot of that. This was another part of like learning this industry. Is <laughs> There's a lot not, of they don't, uh, they don't jump on the first shiny thing. And, and that's weird. Cause like, we're still chasing, like we're like cats and they're like the old dog that won't yes. move when someone comes won't in. even move. Yeah. When there's an actual robber in your house. Yeah. So no, the, um, so there's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, I've heard about blazer and I'm like, my guy, it's been around for quite a while. So it's interesting. Maui is really freaking cool and I love it. But again, this is coming from a JavaScript girl in a .NET world. So I don't know how, oh my God, I just Googled Maui and it like, and we're totally headed to Hawaii. <laughs> you would think Alyssa would know that you would have to type it like actually. I feel like your browser should know better on its own. Like, Oh, man. How often have you been to the the, uh, the Maui Islands? Like, <laughs> this recommendation engine has failed us. Uh, <laughs> well, I do a lot of diving. So maybe it's like, oh, okay. oh she's going to Maui this time, right? Oh, I don't know. Like, diving's right? cool. Uh, so it is to essentially ship these applications cross-platform, right? And so on the okay. .NET side of life. But what I do is kind of a cross between Maui and um, it's Maui Blazor Hybrid. And um dot net let's make sure we add the dot net part if you can spell today which we cannot um, um which is really uh it's a way essentially so if you've got a blazer application and you're writing web apps in blazer but all of a sudden um and that's like how your your team is deploying to the web and all of a sudden you need an iphone app right you can then take that web app with this blazer hybrid approach and um you can ship it to anything like because i right now i because i hijacked that web view and i'm using it for my angular apps so again that's where i was like is it kosher i don't know yeah i mean if it's a web view why why it's just more (laughs) javascript that that sounds totally kosher to me um, but like, the- did everyone, I, cause you, this is the third time you've asked that. So did everyone, does everyone at the .NET conferences give you this look like, what are you doing? Cause when no, you say I like, Hey, I'm putting that. angular raise, inside my Maui app hands and they go, why are you doing, why this? are you doing this? <laughs> you're like, say, so I can have my angular apps on desktop and on Android and on iOS. And yeah. like, you're like, like, like I just need right? a place to ship my angular and apps. It, I don't know. It was, I've never done, I would probably should do this. Maybe you could clue me in. I've never done, because people are like, Universal's a thing. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. This was really, I mean, like, it's two seconds. I go into the web view, and instead of pointing at the Blazor root, I point at my my javascript root which like you know is an index yeah. file as well which is just another index yeah. file that attaches to the dom this all sounds super kosher to me well and it's i don't know i i maybe they're like you should stay on the javascript side we don't want you here i don't know maybe. <laughs> you bring in too much javascript to our they're like don't touch electron right like <laughs> If I need to do something specific functional wise for Windows or for Android, then I like there is either an API that supports that or like a way to write it for that device because yep. the controls aren't the same across every platform. They just aren't and the needs aren't. And so that's where I was like, oh, this is really cool because it's actually compiling down for that right that platform and doing like the calls that it needs to do. And so the deeper I get into this, I'm like, oh, this feels this feels cool. Like it's not just a web app wrapped in it like i'm starting to learn actually 
about the user's needs on that platform and how to integrate properly. So this was so easy that, I mean, the hardest part was downloading Visual Studio. And Which that was more of like a, enormous. a like a, a moral, Yeah, you know, like. Are they still like doing that thing where it's like <laughs> the year is 2023, but you download Visual Studio 2022 and like, um, that's the most current version. And you're like, is it? And you're like, well, some people are still running Visual Studio 2019 with the compatibility suite. And you're like, what? Yeah. Okay. So there are, this was yes and yes and no. So there is <laughs> like three different versions of visual studio right now there's like an enterprise a community and a preview version and for like the longest time i had to use preview which was like canary basically um to use maui and then the kicker oh my god so much to learn that Alyssa was like i just didn't trust the people around me who were like you shouldn't you shouldn't live code when you do dotnet stuff or they were like you shouldn't update before your talk right i didn't listen to these people well, i feel like <laughs> update before your talk is a pretty hard steadfast rule <laughs> so i like did update before my talk and then all of a sudden like maui just like wasn't an option, option. in it's my like, version of dotnet and i was like drop down doesn't what? work anymore but the docs say it is an option in this version of dotnet so no, they I've said learned it would be there. They said they promised. No, I've learned to actually listen to these senior people who tell you not to do these things. I don't know. I was like, it's gonna be cooler. Like yeah. people are gonna be so amazed that I'm like <sighs> on the latest, on the cutting right? edge. They don't care. They just want your demo to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're rooting for you, but man, if if you're like, hey, I just updated the OS and the and the IDE, they're all gonna look around and be like, you are toast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, I I've been having a blast um, getting into this ecosystem and learning about cross-platform and even native. But it makes me wonder, like, since you've done actual native development, do you think tis tis better, or do you think we can approach likeness with kind of a hybrid approach? What do you, what's your, what's your thoughts? I think we can get ninety nine percent in hybrid. I'm that's really high. I wouldn't have thought you would give us that high of a, a probability. I believe so. Cause I think the, the platform changes, like the things that you were talking about, those bespoke things where you need like specific core implementations of like, like, uh, on Mac OS, I want to put something in the menu bar that just like the menu bar is totally different. Like in windows, like it, the menu bar doesn't exist. It's a start It's down here. It's like a totally different UI. Mm -hmm. Like those are the, that 1%. I think the rest of it is 100% on board. Cause like you're using, you've got native speed, you've got blazer and C sharp, you're shipping a, a, a compiled bundle and the view, like if you've tried to use like native views, like UI kit or uh, win app kit, like they're yeah. super clunky and they're really hard to like, you know, CSS and the Dom and it has a UI structure. Like it's, it's super familiar. Everybody understands it. You can create native elements and put them in a structure that makes sense. Um, I remember using iOS de design and we had like structs and springs to bring items together and keep them a certain length oh apart. Oh my God, yes! And they literally used the word structs and springs. And I was like, this is dumb. This oh is my God, that's too, wow. And it's like everybody, like all your desktop environments have like re-implemented CSS ideology with garbage terminology yeah. and it's like well, okay. dude, we can just use css so this cool. is where i love and also am worried 
about this approach because I love it because my web app, all of my animations that I've built in, everything, totally it, it, they just they just work and they're there in like the desktop or wherever I'm deploying to. They just work and it's JavaScript or CSS that I'm writing, right? But my, I really worry about this part of, I can tell if I'm on a PWA, period. Yeah. Like I can tell. And I think that's because at its core, as a web developer, I am used to what the web user expects and anticipates. So I'm worried that those gestures won't be right. Those animations won't be quite right. The timing might be a little off, right? And then maybe it's like all click-based instead of tap-based and there is a difference. And so that's where I'm like, can we actually achieve it? Like, or do you, like, do you need to be a native developer to have a real web app? Like, or not a no, web app. No, I think the that consciousness of like you know because i've got like the elk pwa installed locally and it's like it's okay but it it doesn't it misses if you do that extra percent where you're like the file menu drop down down the preferences has its own window generation like that's the one percent of like mm -hmm. hey when it's in the dock it only runs one instance on mac which is different than windows right <laughs> if yeah. you pay attention to that detail it doesn't matter if it's in if what your view is in if if it has that feeling like it belongs on the platform if you've yeah. gone to that effort and it's not just like oh it's the same on both if you're like okay i need uh, a preferences on mac and i need uh, a startup on windows and i okay. i've got a toolbar up here on mac and i've got like a start icon that you can pin on windows those are the touches that people are looking for and do I think you think that, that writing natively though pushes you towards that thoughtfulness or do you uh, think no i i think that thoughtfulness is there when you use the platform and i i don't think the language gives you the the vocabulary to it gives you a way to execute it but using that language in those those apis don't yeah. give you that vision don't give you that understanding uh, like okay. they don't give you the effort they just give you another way to do it so if you're okay. going to put in the effort i think you can absolutely do it Oh, that's really heartening. And like, I, I'm, I'm very encouraged for my cross-platform apps Yes, now. <laughs> I love, I think cross-platform is a fantastic idea. I think Electron, we get into Electron problems because you're doing a web bundle like PWA mm -hmm. and just putting it on both, on all the things. Like yeah. when I open Slack preferences, I look at it and go, oh, this is wrong. And I can't tell you exactly why, but why? I like, yeah. it, it doesn't fit in the rest of my environment. Yeah. Um, so if you put in that attention, especially on like iOS and Android, like, you know, the gestures, you know, the, the things, the timing will be there. The touch is there. Like you're not the, the WebKit is fast enough. Like, mm -hmm. uh, Android's blink is, is so fast enough that you're like, speed is not a problem. Um, mm -hmm. it's not a technology problem. It's an attention to detail. Uh, and if you get that, um, I, I, it'll be a great application. Mm -hmm. Those ponies that. will excel. I'm going to get that, those copyright permissions one day, you guys, and then it'll be on, the ponies will be everywhere. Are you sure I can't convince you to just pick the bronies? The bronies. I actually was made an honorary brony by other bronies. By other bronies? Yeah, because a boy to be a brony, but they knew my love for my little pony was so deep that they just. They did. They just brought you in. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was very welcoming. The brony community. Check them out. I don't Check know them out. Everybody loves yeah. the brony community. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. I'm going to definitely continue then because I have a, another application, but I was kind of scared to test deploying no. it because of the interop. Like I thought they yeah. were going to for that. So I'm excited to try and see if it 
Yeah, you brought up that concern. Was that offline before we got started? The... Oh, I think it was live. I think it was live. Where right, I was... so everybody knows about the interop yeah. uh, yes, on the Pila style. Yeah, that was live. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was live. <laughs> we should been... stop talking. Yeah, before we we're good. We're, we're going to call it there. <laughs> <laughs> you you know it's time to wrap up when you like retroactively are like. Was that in the pre-show? Was that live? How long have we been doing this? Where are we? <laughs> I don't know. You're in a padded room with oh, like a dead tree. And so I wonder how long you've been there. <laughs> Those Okay, these branches are so beautiful and decorative. They really, they, they really tie the room together. <laughs> it's my pop of color. I, my husband used to make fun of me when I did UI. Did it um, use have color? I, I would all have like grays, like shades <laughs> of gray. And he was just like, I love, I love your aesthetic. I, was like, I love Thank it. <laughs> the, the funeral vibe you bring is amazing. The funeral vibe. That's exactly it. Oh my God. Yes. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yet yes. I love my little ponies. So that doesn't really, I don't know. Which is a great contrast. Like when they go through like the forest of evil and it's just like bright pink <gasps> ponies on a dead forest. So you actually, do you have small? I, I have uh, my old, my daughter's 12. So we did ponies about six or seven years ago. Not that there's anything wrong with loving them on their own. But yeah. most, most people no. I find have uh, little ones in their life that bring yeah. in the ponies. So Yeah, the ponies were brought in for me. The, uh, the Peppa Pig, I will watch on my own because it is hilarious. That accent, though, it, like I start mimicking so it. It's, it's horrible. So and <laughs> When I was in London, my my friend, she was like, please stop. Because I would please like. Please stop talking like that. Yeah. yeah. You sound like you're an Annie. Like, please. Like. Uh, so, no. Peppa Pig makes me uh, be inappropriate. Because I just yeah, <laughs> try to just... be Peppa. People are like, that is not appropriate. You should not be talking like that in public. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I, are you going to anything like any other conferences? Are I going to see you around? Are you uh, I'm going to try to get out to uh, render ATL um, and yes. uh, possibly Kansas City. Um, Which there, one in Kansas City? KCDC? I, I, think, I think so. It's this summer in June? Uh, let me look. I've got, I do, um, oh. what do you call that? Trip, trip. Trip it, trip it. Trip, yep. triptastic. I get, I get trip it mixed up with trip actions for work, but this is how my husband organizes my trips. And oh, nice. I've got Basta, IJS London, NG Conf, KCDC is in June. Was that what you said? Did you yeah. June? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I really hope you're there. That would be amazing. Oh gosh, too many others to list, oh. but it's a very, it's a mix of like JavaScript and .NET now. So that's exciting. super cool. I'm so like. Yeah jealous that you like found another language that is like welcoming and accepting and you like dug in and didn't bounce off of it like the moon no it's been really freaking awesome and i think part of it is that i just love like learning and there's so much it's like i walk it's like when i this is very telling of my personality buy a book if it doesn't have at least like a four or five series or if it's not at least like 30 hours long i'm like is it worth mm. my time right because i wow. look at it and i'm like you don't have an ecosystem, an environment, a built up world around you. So I don't want to stay here because I'm just like one off books. I'm always amazed at people when they like read a book that's just a single singular solo entity. I'm like, where are you, you going with that? You, you walked like, away. That was enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
So if you too uh, like learning, .NET has a crap ton, a crap ton to learn and a really welcoming community. So I've been having a good time, but you know, JavaScript's still kicking and I, I wouldn't say like they've won my heart like JavaScript has, but I don't know if anything ever will. I feel like maybe it's like my first, like, do you have a language like that or a framework or a library that you're like, nothing's ever going to win me over like that did? No. <gasps> no. <laughs> That's well, that's not true. I would, I would say maybe JavaScript is like that. Cause like my first language was objective C and like, that was like terse and sort of like C with like more stuff in it. And like, we used all sorts of carrots for do it. It was weird. It was weird. We did weird things. We're not sorry. We did and weird now, things and we're not sorry. And now you're like, yes, this JavaScript stuff is, is top notch. It's top we'll notch. It. Top notch. Makes total I, sense. Yeah. No, there it goes. Yeah. We don't, we don't even have to like give you a little like Mati Patos. We're comparing Mati Patos. You're so good at it. You should uh, definitely want, do an episode where you do nothing but that accent. That just... Peppa Pig uh, presents JavaScript. Yep. yep. That this will happen. I soon. would watch that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I will. I will put it on the docket. We will get it done. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Alyssa, give us your uh, best Maui Blazer recommendation. Oh my god! Like for a person to watch online? Is that what yeah. You're saying? Oh, uh, where do where can I watch you on Twitch? Like if I just oh, need yeah. more Alyssa in my life. I so I'm on the Code It Live twitch channel uh and thinking about doing more youtube stuff honestly because i feel like that's where everyone's going but i don't know maybe that's just me picking up on that vibe um but yes code it live for that but also if you're like oh i really want to know more about whether it's maui blazer or maui blazer hybrid king gerald and i have gotten permission to call him that I think it's like i also have problems with last names so versiles gerald versalis versalis anyway gerald versalis not king... the, not the duke of versalis this is king gerald of versalis oh my god i always get those <laughs> listen to me i can't do last names either uh but king <laughs> gerald has anytime i've ever googled a question that man has his face has popped up so yeah just go search and search for his his content i feel like one day i'm gonna search for king gerald's uh of blazer and i'm gonna find some old crumpety man answering the telephone and be like what what do you want like is this king gerald of versailles is this the king gerald no like it's 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 you know you've reached it when people are dubbing like knighting you kinging you kinging you uh, monarching you Monarch. oh, <laughs> Americans trying to monarch again Americans. listen to them <laughs> okay so one funny note on closing the fireman I mentioned in the pre-show that I had a rec recently and the fireman was asking me because he wanted I guess see if I was mentally here what town I was in and I got that one right and Nailed then it. the fatal question I always knew this was going to happen to me in my life clean underwear but... I don't Who's the president? Oh, shit. And I said, my sister, she goes, and I quote, you said to this man, I don't think we should be talking politics. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you were out of it. I just did. I don't. I'm real bad. Like, I meant, what I meant to say was, I'm bad on a good day with politics. This is not a good day. You should ask me an easier question, please, was where I was trying to go. So uh yeah uh, skip Monarch. next question <laughs> it's like oh you can't you can't skip you got to answer him oh. he almost fell over laughing so it was good it was a good time mid middle middle of the road good time middle of the road good times some yeah. of your best times are in the middle of the road <laughs> that is 
<laughs> and you call yourself not philosophical. <laughs> Maybe I picked up a few things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you for having me. This is Thank been a you blast. for coming on. This is absolutely fantastic. You, you made my day. This is absolutely made my day. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I, I look forward to seeing more of you. I hopefully can corner you in Kansas City. So Yes, I will make it a point to put it. It was it's like floating around our list. Now I'm going to make it a point to be there so that we can catch up. Awesome. Alyssa, thank you for coming on the modern web. I've been uh, pleasantly entertained and amused. Uh, I'm Jesse Tomshock. Thanks for everyone for listening out there. Uh, This is not the end of the conversation. Uh, Alyssa, you can catch her on Twitter. Uh, Alyssa Nicole, no, Nick, Nickel. I say Nichol, but... Nichol. Okay. I was like, she said something... I'm married into it, so you can Uh, say whatever you like. (laughs) Alyssa Nichol on uh, the Twitters. All right, everyone. Thanks for coming, and we'll see you next time on the Modern Web Podcast. Come on. Come on, everybody. Let's go. This podcast is sponsored by This.Labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot co slash labs for all of your friends and you